Okay, good afternoon, everyone. This is Judge Lopez. Today is June the 9th. I'm going to call the status conference in Diamond Sports. Um, the parties who wish to, I'm going to ask everyone if you need to make an appearance. I don't I just ask that you go to the website and make an appearance. Uh, hop on the Southern District of Texas website, find my page, find where you can make. Uh, electronic appearances in complex cases find this case uh, for the parties who wish to speak today I'm gonna ask that you hit star 5 and I'm gonna unmute your line um, only if you intend to speak today and then you can hit star 5 and I, I'm gonna unmute a few lines so I'm just gonna ask that you please just Place your phone on mute. I'm going to start with obviously debtors' counsel, and then we'll just work our way around. But alrighty, I'm just going to unmute a number of lines. Anyone else? Just any anyone who makes an appearance, not just that, or is anyone else who is going to speak today, either from MLB or any other team. So why don't you go ahead and hit star five. Okay, is there someone from the debtors whose line is unmuted? And I want to make sure I've got you. I've been hearing something about a star star one as well. And if star five isn't working for you, try star star one. I don't know. I'll look into that. Um, Ron, I think it's five star. Yeah, it is five star. Did I say star five? Five star. I've been getting multiple reports on stuff. Um, let's go. Your Honor, this is Andy Goldman from Wilmer Hale on the 917 626 number. You got, you got it. I can hear you. Thank you. I got you. Good afternoon. Uh, make sure I've got someone from um, the committee unmuted as well. Is there someone? Your Honor, can you hear me? This is Marty Brimmage. Mr. Brimmage, I can hear you just fine. Is there anyone? Good afternoon, Your Honor. All Someone from MLB on the line, unmuted? Hey, Your Honor, this is Jim Bromley. Can you hear me? Just fine. Good afternoon, Mr. Bromley. Uh, anyone from the Rangers? Anyone from the Rangers on? Muted. Yeah, good afternoon, Your Honor. Glenn Kurtz from White and Case on behalf of the Rangers. Can you hear me? Just fine, Mr. Kurtz. Good afternoon. Uh, Thank you. Is there someone from the Guardians on the line? Uh, good afternoon, Your Honor. It's Oliver Zeltner, Jones Day on behalf of the Cleveland Guardians. Okay, good afternoon. Someone from the, the Diamondbacks on? 
And if you can, just hit star five. Anyone from the twins on? Just checking. Uh, hold on, I've got one more line. I just unmuted one more line. Let's see. Okay, I think we can get started. I will do another check on the five-star. Um, Mr. Fersenbaum, why don't I turn it over to you? Mr. Fersenbaum, Mr. Fersenbaum, can you hit five-star? You may have, oh, there you are. Thank you, Your Honor. Can you hear me now? Just fine. Good afternoon. Excellent. <laughs> Good afternoon, Your Honor. For the record, Ross Persenbaum from Wilmer Hale, and I'll be speaking today on behalf of the debtors. Um, we're here for a status conference regarding the debtors' emergency motion for clarification of order granting motions regarding telecast rights agreement at ECF 838. Uh, the proposed order that um, we are asking the court to enter is at ECF 849, um, which the uh, debtors um, just filed in the last half hour to fix a, a computational error um, that was in the prior proposed order. Um, Your Honor, the debtors have four payments due under these agreements over the next 21 days, including one as early as next Thursday, June 15th. Um, which is a very large payment. I won't um, mention the specific number for confidentiality reasons, mm -hmm. but um, I think everybody would agree that it's quite large and it's due to the Rangers. Um, because of these upcoming payments, the debtors seek on an emergency basis clarification of the court's June 2nd order to ensure that the Rangers and the other three clubs do not receive a windfall to the debtors reject any of the contracts and stop televising games after these payments are made. The debtors believe this is a straightforward clarification, application of the court's June 1st ruling of prior case law of the bankruptcy code and is consistent with the court's cash collateral order and, and the telecast rights agreements themselves and also consistent with fundamental fairness and efficiency. Um, now, as the court knows, we didn't see the June 2nd order in advance, and we also aren't able to ask questions at the end of the last week's hearing. We certainly appreciate that we were well into the evening, and it had been a long two days. Um, but after seeing the order issued by the court, we and our creditors um, had concerns that the order could be interpreted, um, although incorrectly, we presume, um, to require the debtors to make payment in full without being entitled to any refund for any overpayment um, uh, that may be made. And so for these reasons, which I'll explain more fully, the debtors would respectfully request that the court enter the proposed modified order at ECF 849, um, the modification being the addition of paragraph 4 to the original June 2nd order um, and the additional paragraph effectively um, providing that if the debtors reject one of these agreements or if a club otherwise terminates one of the agreements and the debtors stop using the rights in such agreement, that the club should return to the debtors the pro rata share of the payments made 
for games that were not delivered after the rejection or termination of the agreement. Um, so the, the provisions of the order, um, I'm sure the court is well for, uh, familiar with it, um, but the court obviously um, held that um, the four teams are granted administrative expense claims for all outstanding post-petition amounts that the debtors are obligated to pay under the agreement, and that unless otherwise ordered by the court, the debtor shall pay the clubs any future amounts due in accordance with the terms of the agreement. Um, we and our creditors are concerned that Major League Baseball and the clubs might rely on this language to suggest that we must make the, the payment um, and have no right to a refund uh, if we reject and um, uh, after uh, having made the payment. Um, and, you know, this isn't hypothetical. Um, I think the commissioner was very clear about Major League Baseball's feelings toward the debtors last week. And we and our creditors are concerned that Major League Baseball oh. strategy is to run up costs. Let me let me um, let me do this. Mr. First of all, let me let me do this because I, I I think this is going to quickly head towards then the MLB and the Rangers defending themselves. And so, um, and I so and I, I don't want to kind of rehash issues or testimony that was laid out in the prior. Uh, hearings, um, I, my ruling is on the record, and, and it says what it says, and there's a transcript available and an audio there. So let me let me say this, uh, and I'm going to turn it over to the MLB and, and the other teams as well, and I'm going to let you finish, but um, you know, what was asked of me at that hearing um, in connection with the motions was a motion to compel performance, right? That's And that was the request to compel performance because games are being played um, and there was a cash collateral order that was requiring at the time 75% payment plus a 25% holdback, right? And the court ruled on that issue. Um, the concept of, um, and I also said, well, you know, the contract rate is going to be the rate, so we're going to take out essentially the holdback, pay them the 25%, and if amounts are due, um, then you got to pay it. We're going to follow the contract while pending assumption or rejection. Um, I didn't compel the debtor to assume or reject by a certain date. So really that's what the order says and no one should read more into it, right? I think the concept of assumption brings certain facts along with it. I think the concept of rejection, if there's a motion filed, um, brings along a host of issues and you know potential reconciliation issues one way or the other but in terms of adding something to the order um, upon a matter that was never request you know that wasn't part of the team's motion um, I'm not comfortable doing it I never thought about um, adding it to there because it wasn't mentioned uh, and even if someone would have asked me about it at the hearing I wouldn't have answered the question because I don't know, we don't know what we don't know until we get there. And I didn't know if anybody was going to, the debtors were going to file a motion to reject. But if there is one filed, then I think we're going to have to take up a host of issues at that time because it's just the nature of, of what happens. And so um, the concept of an administrative claim is, uh, you know, it's actual and necessary. So I, I think the concept of windfall or underpayment uh, are, you know, 
both off the table, uh, I think. But I don't want to get into calculating what that number would, would be, what a proper calculation under the contract would be. I think that's premature, and we don't know what we don't know. Um, and I don't know the timing or even if one's going to get filed. And so it does feel advisory to me. Um, but I, I understand the concern. I think it's it's a bridge we're going to have to cross once if we get there, and and that's the most I'm comfortable saying at at this time because I've got to really stick to the relief requested before me and what I was asked to rule on, and I to add a sentence without giving everyone due process. I think the process would demand that I give everyone a full and fair opportunity um, to weigh in on on the issue. Um, and it wasn't brought before me. So I think that's the most that I'm comfortable saying. And I don't want, I don't want discussions that are happening outside of the courtroom to, to find its way inside, um, this hearing. And I got it. There's, there are positions that are being taken and, and, and that's fine. Um, I don't know what they are. And quite frankly, I'm, I think it's probably best. Until I think I only step in when when motions are filed and relief is requested of the court. I think that's when the court has to step in. But I don't know if that's why I called a status conference rather than kind of a full out motion hearing on the motion. I think that's that's what I'm comfortable saying. Um, and I'm not sure I'm comfortable saying more because I don't want to. I don't want to step in and and talk about things that were not before me at that hearing. And I think just trying to be as honest and transparent with everyone as possible, but I think obviously there's going to be a host of issues that come if you file a motion to reject one or more agreements, and we're going to have to take those issues up um, at that time. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, I, I appreciate um, the court's comments and um, understand loud and clear that the court's not going to issue um, any further order providing a mathematical formula um, um, however you know if, if I if I could um, ask your honor to entertain um, amending the order at least to the extent that it makes clear that it is not intended to waive any rights that the debtors would have for example under section 502j, to, which clearly would contemplate the debtors um, recovering any overpayment that is made without getting into how much that overpayment would be or how it would be calculated, um, just to make clear that the court was not intending to, and I, I, I don't think anybody um, um, would have interpreted the court to have been um, issuing a ruling that would take away the debtors' um, rights under 502J to recover an overpayment in the event that there's a rejection um, after a payment is made. Okay, let me let me open it up and hear from from other parties. Um, Mr. Bromley, why don't I start with you, and then I can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, let me just hear from from Emily because I'm gonna, I'll give you some thoughts. Um, but let me open it up to uh, MLB, and then maybe I'll turn to Mr. Kurtz, um, and then turn it over to the. Um, um, See if there's any other team that wishes to um, to speak, and Mr. Bonley, I'm not requiring you to speak. I'm just giving you an opportunity if you if you wish to. 
thank you very much, Your Honor, and I, and I apologize for any background noise that, that, that you may hear. Uh, we, um, we don't have anything to add to, the, to our papers which we filed, and um, I, I think that, the, that in terms of, of counsel for the debtor's request, uh, the second request, in effect, the one that was just made, I, I think the, um, everyone's rights are what they are. If the debtors decide to file a motion to reject, um, any of the um, uh, the rights agreements, then they will have whatever rights they have. Um, we're not looking at the order that your honor entered last week as definitively uh, making any decisions with respect to motions to reject that have not been filed. Hopefully, that that, that from an MLB perspective that clarifies our position. Thank you, Mr. Kurtz. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, I, I think I probably have a pretty similar response here. I, we haven't actually had discussions. Your Honor indicated maybe there were things going on behind the scenes that, that prompted this. Actually, hasn't been any discussions. I'm not sure what the circumstances are ultimately going to be and, and, and what impact that Your Honor's order would have on it. So I think um, we're sort of in the position where it, it seems to be advisory. We seem to be trying to figure out something uh, based on a set of facts that, that don't exist. And so I think Your Honor's order was pretty comprehensive. I think it's pretty unambiguous, and, and I'm not sure there's a need to amend it in any way. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Anyone, any other team wish to be heard? Uh, Your Honor, it's Oliver Zeltner uh, on behalf of the Guardians. Yes, sir. Uh, we have nothing to add. Um, we have nothing to add beyond what Mr. Bromley and Mr. Kurtz said. And, and beyond what's in the objections. Thank you. Anyone else? Your Honor, um, I do believe that Mr. Eggerman from oh, sure. uh, Kramer 11 for the uh, lenders wanted sure. to be heard. Uh, let's see. Mr. Eggerman, can you hit five star? I, unless I've, I've already unmuted you. I, I, I think you've already unmuted me. Got it. I can hear you. Can hear you just fine. Thank you. Uh, Daniel Eggerman from Kramer 11 on behalf of the Ad Hoc Group of First League Lenders. Obviously, this is an important issue to us because it's our cash collateral that's being used to fund uh, these payments. So Mr. Firstenbaum was correct that this is something that is very close to uh, near and dear to the creditors, uh, the secured creditors' interests here. I have a whole presentation to make. I'm not going to make it because I, I got the direction from Your Honor. I know where, you know, I, I know where you're going. Um, but the key for us is just to make sure that nothing in the order precludes us. We think there's rights under 502J to reconsider and disgorge. You know, personally, I thought the debtor's uh, structure made sense to have them you know, disgorge and then file any admin claims that they have. Your Honor doesn't want to go there. I respect that. I understand it. But I think, as Mr. Fersenbaum uh, followed up, I think it's important to make it clear that the order isn't waiving anyone's rights. Everyone's rights to argue that um, you know, there is an overpayment are preserved. The team's rights to argue that for some reason um, there was no overpayment, those are preserved, fine. I just didn't want this order uh, to be used uh, in a way that it wasn't intended. And I don't think your order, your Honor intended this order to preclude arguments. I mean, for example, you know, some of these teams are going to be basically paid in full for this entire season in three weeks. And it wasn't that issue, and I didn't want this order um, to somehow foreclose reopening um, arguments on um, – uh, Understood. Let me ask Mr. Brimage, is there anything? I'm just going around. I want to make sure that the committee, uh, if, if you had any, if you wish to say anything. 
Thank you, Your Honor. Marty Brimage with Aiken here on behalf of the committee. I'll, I'll be brief because it's really already been said. I mean, and you've reiterated that you're not going to compel the debtors to be on a clock for assumption or rejection decisions, and that was something that was important to us, and, and you ruled that way. I think at this point, we just want to make sure that all parties simply have the rights that they normally would have under a rejection scenario and that the order doesn't in any way alter those rights, which I think I hear you saying it does not. And so if and when that situation ever arises, we can we can have you know the normal rejection process play out, um, and we just want to make sure that the order and I think your clarifying comments have been helpful don't in any way infringe on anybody's rights to have that hearing in, in the way that they normally would. With that, Your Honor, um, I have nothing further unless the court has any questions. No questions, Mr. Firstenbaum. I believe I I did not allow you to finish certain statements, and I apologize. No, Your Honor, I think you did. Um, um, like Mr. Eggerman, I had a, a complete presentation, but I understand the direction Your Honor is headed in and um, just want to sort of reiterate the, the final point that I made, which is that I think, you know, we and the creditors would appreciate just some clarification in the order that no rights have been waived or changed from the court's um, order. Um, including the rights to recover an overpayment under 502J. I'm not going to change the order. Uh, the order says what it says, but the, the order followed a ruling on a motion to compel performance and to, um, right, that, that's what I ruled on. And, and issues of rejection and arguments to other parties that people can make, like none of that could... It's not even contemplated under the order, right? It's it's the order is granting a motion that was to compel um, performance under the contract, and and what effect a motion to reject, assume or reject, has on that are are issues for another day. So, I think the teams have whatever rights they have. I think the MLB has whatever rights it has. The committee has whatever rights it has, and the debtors have whatever rights they have. Everybody's going to get a chance to. You know, I don't know whatever you're going to file, but whenever you file it, you, you can argue what you want. And I don't think that's any surprise. I ruled on a motion to compel. And um, I think parties can make arguments, but the court has made a ruling, um, put it into the record, and there's an order that reflects that ruling. And that's that's the most that I'll say. I don't, and I don't think any of this is coming as a surprise to anyone. What I don't want to do is start adding things into an order uh, a calculation or additional things that were not part of the relief requested because courts, I'm issuing an order based on a, on a, on a specific relief that was requested in a motion. Yeah. I'll give you that much. I hope that helps. Okay, Your Honor. Thank you very much. All right. Um, so I'm going to... Okay, it's okay with the parties. I'm just going to I don't want to take up the motion or deem it moot. I just, I just think I'm just going to deem the motion moot for the reasons that I've stated on the record uh, and leave it there. Um, um, I, you know, I don't know what happens, but if motions get filed, I'll, I'll consider them. Um, and there was a specific motion that sought re relief requested, and I you know, made a ruling based on the specific relief requested. And there were specific requests in there, and, and that's what the court ruled on and nothing more. 
No, I think that's what everyone should consider. Everybody's rights are preserved. That's really what I'm saying. Just everybody's rights are preserved. And, you know, yeah. There's a motion to reject. You, you have whatever rights to argue whatever you want, just like you normally would. I don't think I took anything up more than, you know, what to do with compelling. Um, I, I think I probably would have said that at the hearing, after the hearing, and I'm comfortable saying it now. But, but really, that's about the bounds of where I'll go. All righty. Thank you, Your Honor. We, we appreciate that clarification. I think that's yeah. very helpful, and um, we're happy to proceed that way. All righty, folks. Thank you very much. You'll have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you too.